if I did things right, we are now streaming. Are we live, live or recording live? No, no, we're live, live. Awesome. John trusted us to be live, live. <laughs> Perfect. That's Let's do this. scary in itself, but but he did. So welcome, everybody. It is Monday night. Uh, thank you so very much for taking time of your Monday to join us. Um, in case you noticed, this does not look like MJ or no. John Young. They they are not with us tonight. Um, a little quick plug as, as I'm thinking about it is MJ has a music mixing show coming up this Wednesday. So a little precursor to that. Uh, he's like, hey, if I'm doing that, he's like, I don't know if I can do Monday too. And I said, that's all right. That's all right. I, I got somebody. I got somebody we can, we can hook up. So um, these two wonderful gentlemen, Art Armani and Aaron McPhail. And gentlemen, thank you. Thank you for taking time for your nights to, to join us. Um, so, so I guess let's give a, let's give a quick synopsis. Syn synopsis? Wow. Where did that word come from? Quick <laughs> synopsis of, of who you guys are for those that uh, mainly, mainly only listen to the show and aren't familiar. Aaron, where are you from? Where, where, where's home for you? I think that's I'm in Calgary, Calgary, Alberta, Canada, up on the west side, west side of the country, up by the Rocky Mountains. I'm very they, blessed to live where I live. It's beautiful. Not here. every Canadian says A after everything they say. No. No, we don't. Not after everything. Every <laughs> other? <laughs> a. Actually, A is more of a, A is more of, it's more of a like, a do you agree kind of a thing? It's kind of like the hey. It's okay. Like, check that out, A. Eh? Oh, yeah. Right? It's more right. like the hey. We just drop the H or put it behind the E. Yeah. Drop My wife uh, used to go to school near near the Canadian border in New York. Okay. And of course, the joke there is you know how you spell Canada. C A N A D A. So that that was the joke that that she you know Good. proceeded to use yep. all the time apparently. So. That's okay. All right. How about you, sir? Um, right outside of Philadelphia, wearing my Phillies. This is a different color because Eagles are doing well for football. And then the Phillies are obviously doing well at baseball. So I combined the two. Uh, we're right outside of Philadelphia in Bucks County. Um, yeah, just just having a blast and glad to be on tonight. Awesome. So I, I got to say, I met these two gentlemen face to face for the first time at Expo this past August. Um, Art and I had talked a little bit, you know, kind of leading up. We both had Danny Mac stuff and mm -hmm. and kind of had compared notes and different things, but had, hadn't met face to face. And then yeah. then August hit and we got an opportunity to do that. And I was so thankful for that uh, because it, it leads to friendship. So those of you I'm going to kind of go on a side note here for a second. Those of you that are ever contemplating going to um, going to a, a DJ show of some sort, I highly recommend it because yeah just open yourself up to meeting people and hanging out and just, you know, you don't have to go to the bars or anything like that. If you're worried about that side of it, she can it's part of the fun, yeah. but you don't have to necessarily. Uh, but with that being said, like you get to have new friendships. And, and so guys, I thank you very much for that friendship as we also talk yeah. tonight. And uh, so to fill this in, one of the things that led to this, I, I was looking around on some of the Facebook groups and, and you know, trying to kind of get a feel for the topic that we were going to go tonight. And one of the things that kind of came up was just this conversation that some people were talking about, like, listen, you know, I just finished a really busy season and now I'm going into the off season and I'm trying to figure out what I'm going to do. Like, it was almost like, I know what I need to do, but I don't know what I need to do if that makes sense. So I, I was like, this is perfect. Like there's gotta be other people. I know that was one of my biggest complaints was like, I almost feel like I'm so busy from we'll say, you know, April to the end of October that I don't think about what I can do. And then now like I have time to do it and it's like, where do I start? What do I do? So, so tonight, one of the, the first direction that I would like us to go is this idea of what are you doing to fill the time? And, and I don't mean the idea of, oh, I'm going out and doing a bar gig or I'm doing corporate parties or anything. We'll talk, we'll talk about that all later. Yeah. But what are some of the things that you're doing to fill, to fill your time that is still working on your business? All right. 
right? Art, why don't we start with you? Yeah. So one of the things that, and it it actually started, I was one of the people that really didn't take advantage of the pandemic and, you know, do the live streaming and and, and the Twitches. Um, I probably should have practiced more, but as soon as it was coming towards the tail end, like say like maybe like November, December last year, um, I really started thinking about, well, what can I do? And it came to mind is what am I not good at? What am I not good at when I'm mixing? What am I good at in terms of music? And I wrote down a list of things that I would like to achieve, you know, better transitions, um, using certain effects to make transitions, styles of music that I never really had a good grasp on. And I would take just one little thing and practice that over and over and over again until I mastered or became somewhat proficient at it. Um, and you know, you have, um, Dan, you have a, a mixed cloud account and you upload your stuff to, I did the same thing finally and would practice certain, you know, things and then record it live on my controller or my laptop and then just upload it. These are my live practice sessions. So not only did I learn new effects or how to do better transitions, but also learn different styles of music and how to, to be more, you know, broaden my range. But then I also made myself promo material. So those songs that are on my mix cloud, I actually took a couple of them and put them up on my website. And lately, this summer, I've been getting booked off of just a couple of the mixes that I've done. I said, I really like what you did there. I've got to have you for my wedding. So that's one of the things that that at least I think that people can do during the uh, the downtime during the winter. I would definitely encourage anybody who's thinking about this to, to kind of <clears throat> follow in that same that same vein. Whether, whether you do it from the practice or whether you just take your mixes that you've done from some of your events. If you're not recording, start recording, yeah. right? And, and even if you you know even if you have to go, man, that was a really proud transition. Okay, start it. Start start where I'm going to like post, like edit uh-huh. it. Start it after that one <laughs> if that's the case. But yeah. what what I've noticed is that. When you do that, it gives you, for lack of better terms, a little bit more pressure to, to come with your A game, right? I think sometimes when we do events, we, you know, we get this idea that, okay, it's not really a dancing crowd. It really wasn't that great. And, you know, if, if, I, if, I, only, if I mess up, only these 100 people are going to hear me. Right. You know, and, and yet if you take the, take the idea that, you know what, I'm going to take that mix. I'm going to take what I, what I come from tonight Uh and post it. Now it has the potential to reach a lot more people. And so it, it gives you, I don't want to say the pressure in the the sense of like making you a nervous wreck, but the pressure to, to make sure you're, you're putting your a game at all times. Uh Um, The other thing, and I noticed this has really affected my mixes. I know that's not where we were going tonight but we're, we went there anyway. Um, it's made me be different in my song selection. Yeah. When I'm, when I'm posting my mixes, when I'm recording my mixes to post, I don't want to do the same sets. Just take this set, this set, and this set, put them together. Okay, now uh-huh. that, this time I took this set, this one, and this one, put them together. I want to make sure that I'm doing different sets so that way it's reaching... When I, when I post it, it's not, oh, that's just a new recording of the exact same thing you did last week. Um, it, it's caused me to, to look for new things. So definitely, definitely uh, something you can do during the downtime is, is practice those ideas, practice those sets. And mm-hmm. it's a great time to work on those possible different, different selections. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, not, it's, and I rarely ever record my live sets out live. It's when um you know late at night the kids are to bed and I've got my own me time to really just I've got this huge library and I'll start with one or two tracks and then just kind of grab 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 and I'll practice this a few times not just sit there and do it once and record and that's it I will come up with like a fifteen minute of just practicing over and over and over and over again so I'm practicing my transitions and learning music at the same time and then at the very end I'll do it one final recording and say this is what I learned. I may have a couple of mistakes in there, but it doesn't matter. But that's, and it's really just like a, about an hour that I spend like creating this new mix. And then the next week or even a couple of days later, I'll do the same thing with total different styles of music. Awesome. Aaron, how about you? That's pretty much, he took a, you took the page out of exactly what I'm going to do this year. Um, I was really late to the game. I took advantage of 
the pandemic to not do anything. And I kind of sat back and I just was like, okay, I'm going to take a break. I mean, I'm over 25 years in the business now. And um, I said, you know what? I need this because I pretty much worked two jobs plus DJing full-time almost um, clubs to weddings for yeah, 25 years. So when it hit, I was like, you know what? I'm going to relax. I'm going to enjoy my house that I'm never in and see my kids. I never see. And, you know, and just kind of like get some perspective. And that's what I did. I kind of sat back. I didn't really get into the YouTube thing till this year. I didn't get into Twitch till this year. I didn't start doing anything with video till this year. And I know I feel I'm really behind the eight ball right now um, with what I've been doing through video. So joining Twitch, I've recorded everything I've done so far. So I'm going to go back through all my Twitch sets during my nights off and my weekends off that I, that I have coming. And I'm going to go through them all and say, wow, that was terrible. What, <laughs> what can I do better? I want to be real about what I'm doing and get back and say, okay, this really worked. This really worked. This didn't work. Okay. Listen to this. Okay. Was that really that far out of key? Was it that mm -hmm. far out of time? Like, what am I doing? Critique my stuff, go back, review the things I've done and then, and come back better. You know, when I hit my next Christmas party or my season end party, I should be stronger just by listening to the things I've done through the year and then try to practice and get better and better and, and hopefully make myself better. And then I, uh, I got approached from a company up North to do uh, a big event next year. And they said, we want your EPK. And for those that don't know, it's an electronic press kit. And what that is, that's your bio. Uh -huh. That's what you've done, your brag book, pretty much. Yeah. And it's like a private website that you build so that you can give it to agents. And that's who contacted me was an agent. And I've since been contacted by buyers since talking to that agent about other shows and other, other events to come up for next year. So I had to learn how to create a website. <laughs> learn because i had all that stuff done before but i shut it off through the pandemic so i i can't i closed everything and just kind of sat back and because canada was really tight like we weren't doing i could do a wedding for 12 people that's what we were allowed to do so there wasn't many so i kind of just took it as a break and and it was good for me it was really good for me it was good for my family it was good for our stuff and and um so now this year i'm going to focus on how to get better how to do better, how to be better. Um, I'm trying to learn to be a better me as well. Just kind of sit back, take more personal time and just reflect. So I'm, I'm having a great year though. Like this past year, I, I can't, I can't explain it, but I haven't been this happy in a long time. Um, just to come back and then have these shows and have a new appreciation for for being with people and for doing what we do as DJs and helping people dance and party and smile and, and the weddings and all the people are so happy. And, and I appreciate it more than I think I ever have. So I'm going to put more into me to give back to the people that, that pay me to do what we do. And so, yeah, just work on myself, work on my mixes, work on my transitions. Um, I'm not a huge hmm. rap guy. My personally, I, I'm not a big fan of rap, so I'm going to learn to play more rap and get more into the new stuff that I don't listen to personally, so I can be better and more versatile. So that's where I'm going. Yeah, Art, just like you, you know, I was I was behind in the game, and now hopefully I come back stronger. That's my goal, anyway. I think it's important definitely to do exactly as you said to take some downtime i mean you know you got forced to because of the pandemic but but yeah. even from the standpoint of of when you go into this off season you know i talked about filling the time and and i hope that nobody goes to the extent that went goes well I've, i typically am gone for 12 hours on, on an event day and i know for for canadians that's like you know a two-hour wedding to most americans but uh you know from the standpoint of you know I, I'm gone for, I'm gone for 12 hours. So that now on a Saturday, mm -hmm. I'm going to take 12 hours and do this. I, I think it would be better served yeah. for you to make sure that you're still you know, taking a lot of that time to, to get caught up on the things that you, that you may be put on the back burner, those relationships, whether it be friends yep. or, or loved ones or, uh, um, and your, yeah. your honey to do list around your the house. 
there's yeah, yeah, not there's even around the house. Absolutely. Yeah, I know I got some walls I got to paint pretty soon, and I know there's a little bit of work I have to do around the house. I'm not going to neglect that much longer. Maybe depends <laughs> on my couch. <laughs> but I, I, you definitely want to make sure you're taking advantage of that. But but then yeah, I, as you said, and one of the things I liked also that that you've mentioned here. You mentioned about the editing and, and that with the video and, and, you know, critiquing yourself and really, you know, really analyzing that. And I think it's important that exactly as you said, you're doing it like you're doing it coming up. Mm-hmm. A lot of people, I think, tend to look at the stuff that they're doing and doing it m- immediately. And the problem is you don't have, I think, the same eye to it as you do if it sat for two months. Right. Like when I think about my wedding this past weekend, like. Oh man, it was all, it was crazy. Like everybody was dancing and it was awesome. And so if I were to critique myself on a Monday, I'm probably going to have a much more still gig high for lack of better terms off of that than I am if I critique it in two months when I don't think the same and and I'm using exaggerations for the, for the event, but, but you get the idea, right? So I think there, that's something definitely to, to keep in mind as you go. So here, here's the next question. You've, I'm going to assume you're probably like me. You've neglected your gear for the past, you know, past <laughs> like X amount of months. Are, are there any things that you're doing? I don't want to say to purchase new because that's, that's a whole other ball of wax potentially, but are there any things that you're doing to, to organize or to, to kind of get yourself ready during this time period so that when you come back in, the new year for whatever that next series of events is that you're ready to go. Yeah, I'll go ahead with this one. So, you know, you talked about 12 hour days, right? And then some of us have kids and then some of us have full-time jobs. So that 12 hour day is a rush, 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 rush. And we're, we've got our equipment that's set up and, and ready to go most of the time, but you're always grabbing cables and getting extra cables. My garage, it looks like a rat's nest of cables, like in all corners. (laughs) Like they need to be organized, categorized, labeled, whatever. And I'm sure there's like the rest of us have like these, you know, I don't know what this is to. I have no idea. (laughs) So I've got to start plugging it into things and see what turns on and check the the codes You need to get a gold Sharpie and write down on the plug what it was for the minute you buy it. I put out a video on that on my channel a long time ago. That was probably my best tip I'd ever had was write it on the plug and i actually have mm-hmm. one that i picked up the other day and nothing's written on i'm like oh, i don't know what this yeah. is for <laughs> but that's that's the big thing Take my own like, advice no yeah absolutely and i started to actually i have a label maker so i started labeling some of oh. them so either label maker or sharpie that's a great idea so that's going to be probably one of the biggest things because i've got little those little bins those black bins with the yellow top there's like little ones all throughout like this house in in my garage and they've all this random stuff so I think yep. that's like the first thing I've got to tackle by far. I hear you. Clear, <laughs> clearing out. I, I've had a I've had a new appreciation for clearing out. And and you know, I, I a few minutes ago before everything started, I was showing these guys, you know, you, you see this, right? Yeah. And I showed them what looks over there. Yeah. And uh that that's a whole other issue. And so one of my one of my goals is is kind of like yours art is to go through this and clean it up. And and there's mm-hmm. there's stuff I have over there that I don't need to keep that it, oh yeah, not just the extra gear, but even just even just some of the organization piece that I was doing that doesn't make the most sense. Um I've had a new appreciation for, for declutter. Yep. And, and so that's one of the goals that I have during that off season is to exactly like you either organize or it's gone. Like I'd love to sell it, but if I don't sell it in a couple of weeks, the trash man's taking it because yeah, it's yeah. too bad. Yeah, I might absolutely. even drop up some of that stuff in like the local Facebook groups. So like, I've got this box of wires. No one's going to buy it. You say me one, come by and pick it up. Like, cause in Philadelphia, it's very, there's tons of people over here. We've got our own Billy uh, Facebook group. So usually somebody takes something. There's a, there's a scrapper out in every, every community. Oh yeah. I'm in the same boat too. I got gear you need to to, to clean up and take care of. Well, this year I did pretty much replace everything. I, uh, I went to columns from traditional tops and bottoms. Um, I went through, I've replaced almost everything. Now you're sitting on a new, what is this? The new Newmark four channel. I'm trying this out. I'm going to do a long-term review on it. Um, and then 
maybe replace my Denon. I don't know. There's some things about this controller I like. There's some things I love. The effects in it are great. So I want to go through and decide what am I going to keep this year and what am I going to replace next year? Um, my Denon's getting old, and but it's been reliable, so I don't want to get rid of it. But yeah, it's time to replace some stuff. I got old lights. I got old Revos. Why do I have those? I've got like, what's that old one with the halogen in it? Everybody had one forever. Ver Vertex or Vertigo? Uh, I got, yeah, Vertigo. Vertigo. Yeah, I have an old Vertigo. I'm gonna get rid of that. That thing gets hot. You can cook yeah. eggs on that. <clears throat> it's gotta go. Um, like I got a lot of stuff kicking around that I realized I need to get rid of. So I did, I got rid of all my old subs. They're gone this year. I purged a lot of stuff this year. Um, some old stands that I had that I don't use anymore. It's like, cause now I'm, I got columns. I hate, I hate speaker stands. Yeah. I don't know if anybody knows that about me, but I don't like them. I think they take up too much real estate and they're ugly. Yeah. It's just me. I don't like them. I mean, some people love them. They put scrims on them. They're the, they're happy, happy. And I'm like, I don't. So I'm going to, I got rid of like old, old stands. I don't have, I still have another set right over there that need to go and cables. I did some outdoor shows um here over the summer some outdoor weddings and a couple of them turned into mud fest when it started to rain that oh. i need to clean like there's yeah. some that i purposely left in a box for the downtime it's it was like spare 50 xlrs and spare um iecs and some um oh the extension cords yeah the I'm extension sure cords oh they're dirty like i'm I sure they're caked up and, and, and dried enough you probably just slap them and all that the, the exactly. mud is yeah, like, that's oh. why you don't do it when they're wet because it's muddy right take them out bang them out <laughs> when they're dry and then it's just easier to clean um i also have a cable checker that checks all the cables so i'll go oh, through at the end of the year yeah i, I just got a I cheap one from behringer i have a behringer cable tester mm -hmm. uh you just throw a nine volt in there and you can go through check all your cables i'll be doing that as well make sure like because i know i had a couple monitor cables from from a festival event that i ran out that were no good i didn't know they were any good so now i'm gonna make sure this year when i go out Every cable I have is working. So that's going to be another another thing I'm going to do. Nice. Yeah. I, I would also uh, also kind of give a little a little quick plug while we're, while we're talking about cable testers. Um, mm -hmm. So the Behringer one, that's good. But I, I know a lot of people that swear by the moat. Um, that's okay. uh, Ben's concoction moat for okay. mother of all tester. Yeah, I've seen that. It will test pretty much any type of cable you can think of it's got a setting somewhere on there to test it. Um, well, if Ben so, made it, I would definitely try it. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's pretty awesome. So, but no, but, but the key to, the key to definitely testing your stuff, right? If, if it's not doing any good for you, there's yeah. no point in hanging on to it. Um, no. You know, unless, especially if there's if, copper in there, somebody's going to take it. It's worth something to somebody. Scrappers, Scrappers will take true. it. It's like, somebody wants it, man. I'm all for it. I even got a stage over there. I need to get rid of. Oh my yeah i don't need it i don't use it i mean i have two full sets of gear i'm good to go i've got a backup of everything i need yeah so i'm not uh yep we need to filter it out awesome all right let's switch gears a little bit uh the the next area that i want to talk about right so so you know during our during our on time i think it's very easy for us for lack of better terms to keep our name out there social media wise mm -hmm marketing wise like it's pretty easy to keep uh -huh. our name out there because like we've got events that we're talking about right like if, if you post about the event you did or it's coming up or, or something related to it i think it's pretty easy but when uh -huh. i know for me personally when i get to that downtime my channels almost go silent like and i know that's a bad thing and i know i shouldn't uh -huh. what are some things that you are planning to do or have done in the past to keep that name active out there during, you know, again, social media or marketing wise. All right. So they, it, it never stops. So it, you guys know, well, at least Dan, you're, you're pretty familiar. I'm, I'm a, I'm a marketer, right? That's what I do during the week. And I've done that for years and years and years. So I kind of have an edge on, on, on that, that topic. It never stops. So the one thing that everybody needs to do and should always be doing is taking pictures and videos at every single event, right? And save something. Don't 
post all of it right away um, because then you won't have anything to post in the off season. Yes, what, I did something right. I procrastinated yeah. on my videos. Thanks, Art. Hey, there you go. It's, but you can always use it. That's the best part of it. You can always use it. But make short little videos. So you should be you should have a Google My Biz or a Google Business profile. First of all, you need to have one. If you don't have one, get one. It's easy. It's free. You should always be posting. So making sure that there's images up there. You can post videos up there. Um, your social media is kind of the same way. You can take these like handful of photos from a certain venue that you were at and make a montage video, write a blog, put it on your website, embed the, the, the video or put it up on YouTube and create this, this circle of marketing between YouTube and your website. And that can actually help you rank on the search engine. So I talked about this on, on another show that which I, I run, which is essentially you can rank for a service at a venue or in a town that you want to target. So if a bride or a groom or whomever is looking for a DJ that performed at a certain venue because they want somebody who's familiar with that, they may type in wedding DJ venue name or wedding DJ town. So when you take this video and you create the YouTube uh, and you put it up on YouTube and then write a blog about it and link to that, that YouTube video, you're giving yourself an opportunity to show up in a search results for a bride or a groom or, or a client that is searching for somebody who's experienced at that venue or in that town. Um, you know, I've got two or three examples where I've done this and I rank higher than the venue itself when those searches are done. Uh, and awesome. I've actually gotten calls off of that. And I was like, oh, I saw your thing. You've been at the Talamore Country Club. This is one of the country clubs near me. We, we, we like to hear what your packages are because we want somebody who's familiar with that venue. Same thing for another farm venue down the road. Um, so that's one thing that you can do stockpile your images and your video. Don't blow it out the door. As soon as you're getting home that night, save some of them. And in the off season, create these little YouTube videos, create these little blogs on your website and, you know, fill in those gaps of, of where brides and, and customers are looking for people who've done those, those venues. Awesome tip. All right. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. Worth the price of admission to tonight's show, right there. Yeah, it is right there. That's gold, <laughs> man. That's all the DJs. I'm I'm watching the chat here too. I mean, all the DJs that are out there right now, Mikey, Mike, and Mark, and and Steve out there, guys, man, that's gold. I just want to say yeah. hi to those guys, but that is gold right there, Art. That's fantastic. Thanks. It really was an experiment, you know, at first, and then I saw myself ranking. I'm like, let me try it again. Oh my god, it worked again. Let me try it again. Oh my god, it worked a third time. So now this off number. season. Yeah, I've got new venues that I'm going to be targeting. Perfect. So, yeah. Yeah, that's great. Aaron, anything that you're doing during that during that downtime <clears throat> for your stuff? I was actually doing that. And um, yeah, procrastination played a part in that. But me being also really, really busy over the last, well, for the year. And I was taking videos. I was taking photos. And I'm like, I'm going to make a video. Oh, I don't have any time. I'm going to make Oh, I don't have any time. And I'm going to make a video. Oh, I I got this and this and this. I don't have time. Um, I still have five events to do before the end of the month. Oh, and wow. I know I'm still really busy. Thankful. I'm very thankful. Um, I know I don't take anything I do for granted. And um, I am going to be doing that. And you are helping me big time because I didn't even think about tagging in the venues. Yeah. Like that's, huge. that's fantastic. And I mean, sometimes it's long. If it's a beautiful venue in the in the Rockies or out in the mountains, I do some beautiful events. I do put those ones up, and then I make specific notes that it was at that mm -hmm. place, like or it was at this place in Banff or Emerald Lake, British Columbia, uh -huh. or um, down at Revelstoke, British Columbia, in the in the really like really nice areas. I will put on there, hey, I'm here because it's it's beautiful here. It's I'm very yeah. happy to live where I live. Yeah, it's gorgeous here, and. Um, but yeah, you know what? I should do it for almost every venue I do. Because like you're saying, if, if a couple's looking to book that venue specifically and your name comes up first in that, you're going to get the call. Yeah. Absolutely. Another thing that you can is do is brilliant. you can actually post on their um, Google business page. So you can actually upload photos. So take a picture of your, your crowd, take a picture of your, your setup in the room and upload that to their Google business page because your name's going to show up as to who's a contributor to that photo. So that's another, they're not going to really, most of the time, not going to research that far into the photo, but they're going to see you. And then maybe no. 
they maybe they will notice the name who posted it and, and look you up. It's possible. So that's another thing you can do. Yeah. I, I one of the seminars I went to at DJ Expo, um, Mike Marquez put on a uh, shout out to Mike. Uh, he's a pretty good guy. Um, him and I got to talk and he was in his, his seminar. He was talking about how to circle back. So he was like, if your Instagram should have a link to your YouTube and then your YouTube should have a link oh. to your Facebook and your Facebook should have a link to your Instagram. And it's this continual cycle oh, cool. of um, social media piggybacking is oh. what it is. And it helps people to find you easier. And then find links to what you do and your stuff and, you know, your brag books and stuff like that. And it helped get it out. So I planned on doing a bunch of that stuff, go into my social media stuff and then start putting links to everything else in there so people can find me better. But that Google business page, um, I, I don't believe I have one. Maybe I have to look into that. So that'll be my next step. We'll be doing that. Um, thanks for the tip, Art. I do appreciate it. And then I'm going to try to link it back to that website I built. Yeah. So one welcome. of the things with the Google business, business page that, that works really well um, too is the fact that you have the option, you have the ability to have reviews, right? Yes. And, and you know, there, regardless of how you feel about the knot mm. and wedding wire, the downside to posting to to relying on them for your reviews and only them for your reviews is that if they go down or they decide that you know what we're not going to give you access to anymore unless you pay X amount of money, mm -hmm. those reviews are gone. Yes. And, and so, whereas the Google business page, okay, technically it's Google's, but it, it's yours, right? So you're, you, you're there um, in a little bit, in a little bit different fashion. So, you know, the chance of Google disappearing is um, pretty thin. Yeah. I, yeah. I agree with you. The chance of Google disappearing on you and taking those with you is like, Google's not going anywhere. No, yeah. no. And I don't, I don't foresee them suddenly charging just no. to have your your google business or or because they no. get other no it's they make billions off their ad uh, exactly and the one thing i think that you know i i kind of mentioned and all of a sudden it like hit me kind of square in the face was if you have not received reviews from your couples mm -hmm. uh, from from your clients perfect opportunity to solicit yeah. You're like, oh, listen, yeah. you know, I didn't, and you can even word it like, listen, I didn't really want to bother you right after your event because I know how things life gets busy and, and everybody and their brother wants something from you, but Hey, mm -hmm. you know, we're coming to the end of the year. If you got, you know, five minutes to, to leave me a review at X, Y, Z or whatever, you know, I'd really appreciate that. I, I know some who, you know, especially as it gets close to, you know, cutoff dates for, you know, for the, the, the awards, you know, with, with the, the big companies, that they will, you know, run a contest or, you know, listen, if you leave me a review, I'll give you a $5, you know, Starbucks gift card, regardless of what you say in the review, you know, whatever happens to be the case. Like there's a lot of different yeah. things like that um, yeah. that can be done, but, but they're all, it's a great opportunity. If you haven't solicited to go ahead and solicit um, circling back on, on your Instagram thing, one thing you definitely want to make sure that you're doing in any post where you're doing it at a venue, you definitely like tag the venue right? Like you mentioned about mentioning, you don't even have to necessarily mention, but there's a spot to tag the venue yeah. uh, within the, within the Instagram post, make sure you're utilizing that because I will, I will say that I have had couples reach out to me days after an event because they were checking out the venue and my, they were checking out the venue online and my post showed up in their link or in their search because I had tagged the venue. So it wasn't even the fact that the venue then also, you know, a lot of times this one particular venue will share out what I have, what I posted, like they'll re reshare it or whatever. Um, this, this was purely just, I had tagged before they could share, this couple found it. And, and I was like, let's talk. That's great. That's so great. Like, you, you've been there. You've been there. Let's talk. Yeah, exactly. Um, and so, so definitely something that can, that can work to your advantage. Mm -hmm. so. It's nice though, when you're tagging the venues, some of them really do notice. And there is a relationship that you're building with these venues, even just in that, because, oh, this guy tagged me. Next time you show up there, they actually might remember you, maybe just mm -hmm. because of that little tag that you did. So now you're building a, a relationship and you may get some extra special and privileges at a venue. Like one venue near me has an elevator, won't let anybody use the elevator. Wow. Last weekend, I got to use the elevator. It was kind of nice. Nice special privileges. It's nice, but it is it is those things that they notice, right? It, yeah, and I would say it's going to be more your mom and pop type places, right? The place where the owner is also the person that's helping set things up, yep. you know. <clears throat> but 
but I think that, you know, a lot of them appreciate the, the, the companies and the, and we'll just even say the DJs that, that come in and then also do that tagging that do that sharing, because it also puts you in a, in a more professional light versus, you know, X, Y, DJ service who came in and, and, you know, didn't really do a whole lot. And when it was over left and that was the last time they heard of them, you know, you make that relationship, you make that yeah. friendship with them, build it, you know, as much as we can. And it's going to have a bigger impact on them too. Absolutely. Awesome. Awesome. All right. So I'm looking at the time. So I want to make sure we get to this third one because this third one I think is, is important. And when we looked at the topic, um, yeah. John and I, I, I sent him this topic. I said, what are your plans for the off season? And I think John focused more on this aspect than, than what I did. Uh, but, but his idea was, you know, the idea of surviving paying the bills, right? You know, during, during the season, depending upon how your pay structure is set up, you most likely have a good cash flow coming in, right? But then when you get to the off season, eh, probably not as much, <laughs> you know? I mean, depending upon how you have your deposit set, structure set up and obviously yeah. if your marketing's right, you've got constant flow, but let's, let's assume for <laughs> a second that that's not the case. What are you two doing to help for lack of better terms, make ends meet from your DJ slash photo booth business side. What are you doing? From 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 DJ slash photo booth business side, I'm taking a couple extra gigs, like probably at a little bit lower costs or a, a lower fee, just to fill in a couple, but not too many. Um, I am fortunate that I have a photo booth, so that helps me because during these co- these company parties these holiday parties that come out the photo booth kind of gets booked out a bunch um but it's also a learning experience to me because sometimes i'll take just the photo booth gig and not the dj gig and i get to go watch other djs and learn so circling <laughs> back to learning new music and new styles and emceeing i'm kind of that fly on the wall that gets the benefit and then you know picking these little nuggets from from everybody else but it's, it's it's beneficial to have a photo booth because it makes it easier for me to have more revenue coming in than just being a just a DJ. Yep. Right, you, Aaron. Um, I've picked up some club gigs <clears throat> and I've got a couple festivals to do um, through the off months, and then going into the the Christmas season, I've got some Christmas shows coming, and some year end parties, and then I actually convinced a couple of them to do it in January because they'll save money on their venue. So oh, wow. I, I talked to one of my regular clients and I said, Hey, December 9th that I've been, or whatever the date was the Saturday, the second Saturday, of <clears> December, <throat> I've got like eight calls for the same day. I'm like, do you know, if you put that show in January, the venue's actually like way cheaper. And they came back with, you're kidding. I'll call you back. So they That's called great. the venue, called the caterer. They called back to me. They said, we're saving 30%. Thank you. We're going to do our party in January. How would you like to do it? I'm like, yeah, sure. No problem. And I actually got three events moved from double bookings to single bookings by talking them into you, talking to their venue, talk to their caterer and say, Hey, how much is it if I book it say mid January? So um, I got smart with it a few years before COVID. I started doing that um, talking to some of the people that really tried to stack up in December. And I said, Hey, you know, you'll save a lot of money if you book us in January. And the, the one we did it for some nurses, uh, a friend of mine and I, we used to do a show with some nurses every year. And we told them, you know, you'll save a lot of money on the venue if you book it in January. They called us back thanking us big time because they're really busy in December. And they said January was a slower time for them. And it was better for them to like get their awards ready and do the ceremonies better that they had lined up for their year end party. And um, they appreciated the tip and uh-huh. tipped us nicely for it. Yeah. So that was your relationship with the venues that you you had that conversation? Not, say, with no, the with the client, with the clients. Oh, the, so client. with the clients that were calling me trying to book us through that time. You uh-huh. know, they were, I'm like, I'm sorry, I'm booked. And I have two other guys or three other guys that I lean on when I get double booked. They're all booked. So the last person I told them, like, hey, have you ever thought about booking in January? Okay. Oh, yeah, I'll call you back. Yep, done. Are you open this That's day? Great. Yep, done, book. And, and it worked out really well because January, you get a bit of a lull after yeah. after new year's right I, I noticed years past i was like I, I need to increase you know shows before valentine's day i got to find that gap between valentine's and new year's i'm like what are we going to do so i started asking hey do you want to book your season end or your year end party in january 
So I've got I've got a few gigs already booked in December. I've got um, yeah, like a couple of club gigs coming up, and then a couple festival type shows where I'm opening for some artists. And then um, so I've got that coming. Um, that's going to keep me fairly busy. In between November's got a lull to it. November's going to be my slow month when I try to tackle some projects around here. But yeah, to keep the cash flow, that's what I did to try to balance it out through the slower period coming in January was take the shows that were stacking up in December and November and move them to January and just try to convince the clients that, you know, they'll save money by moving the event back. And then I, of course, you build a better relationship with them. You just save yeah. them a pile of money because some of the venues are really, really pricey. Uh -huh. And they said, thank you for that. Like that was, they really loved, they loved it. And then I got more bookings that way. I got, I think I've got four events now in January. They both kind of love you because the venue loves you because you're giving them business in January when they normally yeah. may have some holes to fill. And the company that you're that's hiring you is, is saving money. So it's a win-win. It is. It's a total win-win. And it's one of those things I discovered. Yeah, pre-COVID, I started doing that. And um, it worked out really well then. So I tried it again this year and it's working. So um, a lot of budgets are tighter than they ever used to be because of the, the dark times that I call it. And um, they're really happy. So... The clients are, are happy I'm helping them. And I still get to do all the parties <clears throat> I wanted to do with all my old clients. So I was pretty happy about that. Um, other thing too, I'm going to be selling off a bunch of gear that I know I don't need. No, I don't. I'm not going to use anymore. I've got some old lighting and stuff I got to get rid of and, and some cabling to go with it. So yes, I'll be selling some stuff off and then hopefully floats through good. We have to do a live auction here on DJ and TV. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Custom well, you know, art light. There we go. Exactly. <laughs> I, I, you know, one of the things I think you hit on, you know, it, it's important to be able to try and, and, you know, move them. And, and I think sometimes, you know, especially for those of us who, who typically deal with a lot with weddings, trying to move a, trying to move a, a, a couple, a wedding couple is oh, yeah. very difficult, right? Like they're yeah, set no. in that date. Yeah. And yeah. so trying to, Hey, you That's know, you, you save a lot of money if you move to, yeah. to January no, I like, I want my, I want my, you know, I want my winter wedding, you know, yeah. I want That's my the day, Christmas that was wedding. The day we had our case. first dance on. We have to have it on that date. Right. right. Exactly. Yeah, couples so, are dead set. Yeah. Right. And, and yet one of the other things that kind of makes it nice when you're thinking about like corporate clients, one of the things that I always like about them during the, during the December, January time, like if I'm going to get snow, January, February is, is yeah. pretty bad. Sometimes I get December snow, but usually January and February are the worst, but I know that if I have a corporate event or a school event during that time and weather's bad, they're going to cancel because the last thing they want is their employees potentially at risk and, and maybe not cancel, but they're going to postpone, right? They're, they're going to do something where I, I, you know, always bite my tongue when I take a, when I take a wedding during those times, because if it snows, we're still having it. Yep. And we'll we'll just say, live there if we need to, but we're getting As a, the Canadian perspective, yeah, we don't cancel. Yeah, no, no. You, got, you got a sled dog. You. Well, you're, you're used to it a little bit more. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're a little more seasoned that way. Um, sometimes I, I hope they do. I hope I get that call. It's like, please cancel. It is like, it's minus 40. It's blowing <clears throat> at 100. I'm like, okay, please cancel. And no, show must go on. I've I've driven in some pretty horrible conditions and and gotten to the events, and they still show up. <laughs> like, what's a snow day? We don't have those. <laughs> well, and I still remember like there I st there's, there was this one, and this one always stands out to me. And and it was at a time where I wasn't taking winter events, and then partly because I was towing a trailer with a Toyota Corolla, and oh. believe it or not, those can happen. I, uh, but I remember like, I wasn't going to take any, and, and there was a Saturday in December and the, and the couple was like, no, we, we really want to have you. And I'm like, listen, I just, I can't risk this, you know, because I know that if the, if the weather's bad, like you're going to still want to have it and I can't, won't be able to make it. And, uh, they're like, okay, we understand. We totally get it. Um, and then wouldn't, you know, we end up like having a foot and a half of snow fall within <laughs> like. 24 hours like maybe not but i don't all i remember is that saturday was so bad like i couldn't even dig myself out <clears throat> let alone getting to someplace um you know road wise and so i that always kind of stuck in the back of my head like man 
and and again that that one that one was a, i still remember it was a december 14th like I, I don't don't ask me why that sticks out but other than the fact i just remember like that was the date and then it snowed and i went wow i avoided that one like barely but probably because yeah. you don't miss many events that's probably why you're i don't miss any you're, that's you're what seasoned. i mean that, that's why yeah. it sticks out it's because it was the one that you couldn't make it to oh um, no no i meant yeah no well i, I didn't get hired for it i, oh, I, okay. I said oh, no i said oh, okay. no to the couple uh, you said no. um and then it snowed and that's when i went oh, i'm glad i didn't take it um like yeah, no i think like that's the thing like i would figure out some way to get there but i don't know what i would have done that day because yeah like corolla was not towing a trailer yeah. and that stuff no um, two of my vehicles are four-wheel drive for a reason and that being one of them, so I, I, I've never missed an event due to weather. So, I mean, um, I always try to make it, even if the highways are closed, I go around, I find a way I'll get there. One thing we um, deal with a lot here where I'm at and, and I, Art, I don't know if it quite makes it to you. We're, we're a little bit close. Like we're close enough to Lake Erie. We're not yeah. close, but we're close enough. The lake effect. We get a lot of ice. Snow I can do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ice is ice another is not good. Um, and, and that's the, that's a lot of times where there's no ice is. Yeah. Ice, ice is really bad. Um, I vouch and swear by studded winter tires. Um, even, even in my Jetta, I mean, I can't put my system in my Jetta, um, maybe half of it, but that thing's unbelievable. You stud a set of tires and you put them out there in the ice. I swear by it. It works really well. Um, just a Canadian tip for anybody that has to deal with ice once in a blue moon studded winter tires are or the way to go well a lot, make it be, a lot of people might be a lot of my might be in that situation this year they were saying that this year is supposed to be a very very cold winter and there's potential for the, a lot of situations like that across the u.s it's the northern part and dan you're in central pennsylvania i'm in like yeah but i've, I've lived in central pennsylvania no it can get nasty yeah mm-hmm. yeah i think i saw that same uh, that same weather prediction came out and i <sighs> responded on facebook to my friend who posted thank goodness weathermen are usually wrong they yeah. usually are. I cannot believe we haven't had any snow yet here. I cannot believe how warm it was here today. The afternoon, yeah, the morning, we were right at about freezing uh, early in the morning, and it, it was shot up. I think, what's 20, what, what is that, like 60-something degrees by the afternoon? Oh, wow. What, what is this? We were taking off our sweaters and, like, walking around outside and doing stuff around the yard, and I was actually sweating outside. I'm like, I cannot believe how warm this is. Like, we haven't... By now, when you're shopping for your Halloween costume, you're uh-huh. trying to figure out what it'll go over, like how big of a jacket you need to have on first, or if it'll fit under your jacket, because you got to figure out which one. But this year, I'm just like, hmm, pretty nice. Huh? I'm not complaining. No, no, no. Don't t- take it for what you can. Take it for what oh, you yeah. Can. For as long as we can. I'm very, very happy so far this year. Good. I, I just looked at the time. So on that note, sir, uh, I, I want to kind of start to wrap this up. So hopefully, hopefully everybody who tuned in was able to get, you know, a few, a few nuggets. There was a lot like we, we whether we, there were some on topic things and some off topic things tonight, you guys are awesome. Thank you so much uh, for joining us. Um, I do want to give a, a quick plug here. So, uh, and I, I didn't pass this by John. So if he's mad at me, oh, well, he can, he can take it out on me later. Um, <laughs> but Art, I want to, so you have, a, you have your own show. And I think it's worth at least mentioning, if you if you don't mind, um, tell us what it is and how they can find it. Great, thank you. Um, it's Photo Booth Magazine. We just launched it uh, in late August with Dave Stevenson. Um, we've got a website called photoboothmagazine.com. and every Wednesday night we do have a live stream as well. Um, just go to the Photo Booth Network or the uh, Photo Booth Magazine Facebook group, and and as well as YouTube, we we stream it live. So. Thank you for that plug. I mean, I'm glad I'm glad to be on the show. I really appreciate it. It's an honor. Definitely. Thank you. Thank you. Aaron, is there any any things that that you're plugging right now? You, um, got, a, you got a new album dropping tomorrow. It's all rap, I heard. Yeah. Yeah. I'm doing <laughs> doing my first rap album. It's uh called The White Boy. Pretty boring. <laughs> Mostly about snow and how I miss it. Uh, Aaron the DJ, you guys can hit all my socials up. Aaron the DJ, I'm on uh, YouTube, Facebook, um, Instagram, all that stuff. Aaron the DJ or Aaron the DJ 12. Um, you can find me on all my stuff there. I should be posting a bunch of stuff that I've been putting off for the rest of the year coming up pretty soon. I got some reviews I'm going to do and some show stuff and 
just little things here and there, little tidbits and tricks I'm going to be doing. Um, kind of inspired a uh, cousin of mine. He's young, getting into DJing, just fired me a whole bunch of questions. I didn't know I had a DJ in the family. I need help. How do I get out of the bedroom? So I'm going to do a little bit of a segment with him. And oh. then I'm going to post some stuff to social media just on some of the tips I've been giving him because he's pretty ecstatic. So I'm hoping to do that soon through this break. That nice. is cool. I'll check that out. You know what I found? It's Thank so you. interesting when you when you connect with family yeah. that didn't realize you DJ'd. Yeah. Because like they're they're on that outskirts. Yeah. So I have a cousin, uh, he's in Georgia. Got like we we connected, he was doing some parties and like some bar stuff. My other cousin saw his post and went, wait a minute, we've got two in the family. And then I come to find out on my mom's side, um, I got connected with the DJ down in Florida to the extent that like, I didn't know of him, but he runs in some pretty elite circles. Cool. And it was just like, and his mom, we were talking about some different things and, and related to some personal matters. And she's like, she's like, yeah, she's like, it's, I think it's so crazy that, you know, you and you and Chris both DJ. And I was like, and so we, so we started connecting. And so like one day he and I just chatted for like an hour and a half, like on Facebook messenger. So it's a, it is such a small, crazy world with that. So anyway, uh, coming up next, we got Hanging with Howie. I don't know their topic, but if you want to check it out, Robin has dropped the chat or dropped the link a couple of times in the chat, djntv.com forward slash chill. The guys will be recording their show. So you can jump in, you can watch it like with your cameras off and then they do about like 20 minutes or so. And then when they're done, you come on, you talk, you hang out. Again, it's the whole idea is like this, you know, hanging in the hallway after a seminar, you know, chit chat and, and, and getting caught up. And that's where a lot of these friendships and stuff like that continue to grow and continue to prosper. So check that out. Um, Tuesday night, I'm sure there is the typical uh, music show with, with um, Brian and um, Jay okay. and Howie. And that'll be recorded as well for posting at a later time. And I'm not sure about any others tomorrow night because of some different things. But then Wednesday, I mentioned at the beginning of the show, MJ is going to be back. He's doing a music and mixing show. Um, so you have a chance to check that out live as well or in the replay if you just for some reason can't tune in late. I uh, totally get it. But those are the things that are coming up. And then next week, John, MJ, and myself will be all back here. And I believe we're doing a Q&A show, I think. So make sure you stick around for that. Obviously, you can drop stuff in the chat or uh, send messages to us if you have questions that you want us to talk about. I'm more than happy to have it. Again, Art, Aaron, thank you so very much for being a part of tonight's show. Everybody else, thank you very much for tuning in.